So then it's just a one more episode of Pedro Boys do the finale, right? And then I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, after this we'll do like the High Repo Boys, and then just like a break, and then before Ahsoka we'll like definitely do another High Repo Boys, and then we'll do cover like the Ahsoka book. But really, I got this one more episode, and then we're gonna do like High Repo Boys next week, and then like he's going to some tennis thing or something, whatever, I don't know. And then I go in, and Pro Boys are all C, I'm gonna burn to the ground for the insurance money. And so there's never going to be any other episodes after that. But I'm still going to get paid. You wrote all that yeah. down? Oh, oh, hey, who's this? What's going on? Uh, who's, uh, it's, go it's, for Josh. It's the return of Po'boy Pete. Oh, Pete. Pedro Boy Pete, of course. Oh, yeah, that's that, well, last. And um, is this the final Pedro Boy? Series finale looks like it. You think? No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's not true. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty. I mean, I got, I got what I wanted after a conversation last week, and you filling me in on what the chit chat online was, and I sort of had a knee jerk response to those sorts of theories. Um, I feel like I pretty much got what I wanted and what I was hoping for out of this finale. Well, let's go back to your little um, insurance rant. I like how you still I don't know what you're talking about. For, you still forget that we have to we not we not that we have to because um, the fans can kick rocks. I don't have but, to anything, right? Yeah. Um, visions come two weeks. Oh, so God. <laughs> and, I, and we, you know, we all you hate visions. You know, we've talked about this on the pod multiple times. I don't hate visions. Is I it hate anime this or anime? <laughs> yeah, but um, you know who I uh, I uh, I used to hate, but I like this episode turned them around for me. Is Axe Wovis? Does anybody thinking, else want to um, be the other po boy for two two boys? Well, it, that is a po boys original. Yes, that is a Poe Boys original. Right. I'm sure we can find wanna... some. Oh, replace me for that. That wouldn't be too bad. It's also like you don't like culture and diversity, and it's it's just yeah, got Pete, so much me, of that. Let me ask: Have you watched the black and white foreign film that I bought for you? Have you watched that yet? Have you seen that uh, movie? It's on, I know you're it's a big my... fan of culture and diversity, I, so I'm, I'm assuming I just, you watched that black like and white you, foreign I'm, film. I'm, I'm really from happy that country. you buy with the expectation yeah, that they okay. have to buy okay. so a didn't. DVD okay. player. So did it. it is yeah, 2023. So, okay. so you buy a gift for me to then buy another well, gift. That's like, that's, like, that's like purchasing. That's like purchasing. I mean, I, obviously, you weren't going to have a Blu-ray player. You're like, uh-huh, hey, Peter, uh-huh, hey, po- uh-huh. hey, Pedro Boy Pete, here's this, you know, nice game. It's expensive, but you know what? Ugh, You're going to have to buy this I even more this expensive podcast. thing to buy Ugh, that. I hate this podcast <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh, man, we, we got to create a, a bingo card. The fact card. that I really, really, really forgot about Star Wars Visions, and I really thought. Just one more episode, and then I'm on break. Uh, uh, 
This is devastating. The funny thing is, you you're putting. I mean, the visions one. You know, that's a set hard date. But you've been pushing High Republic on yourself for months. You've been like pushing yep. off, pushing off. We don't have to talk about it. Um, I actually, if we're gonna jump into Star Wars this week. I finished Cataclysm. Wow. Um, which it, um, it was really good. I, I um, like the last 150 pages. I was up until like two in the morning finishing the book. Uh, wow. Yeah, and um, it's one of those things where it's that one and um, that book that we read together that we always get it wrong, like Into the Storm, Shadow. Hey there, God, under- it's me, Margaret. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's actually The Covenant, Guy Ritchie that you're thinking of mm-hmm. um that the one where they're on the space station and they introduce the the den gear and stuff like that um i that this book that i just read cataclysm and that one under um the oh my gosh i forget what, what is that movie i'm seeing tomorrow was um, afraid Bo, yeah Bo is afraid Ugh. um anyway i th- those clearly it, that it was it was it was something where it's like i can see these characters i can visualize it which is um maybe you know due to good writing the story being good um mm. uh, this has what to do with bows afraid uh, i was you know you did the, the movie reference and then i, I did reference the movie you, you said hello god it's me margaret that's a book that's um that that's a movie that just came out based on a book you know? Yeah, based yeah, on a it's famous a... book. And you uh, said that book we both read, so I said that. Okay. All right. I, I, I guess I understand. You're too highbrow. You're too highbrow for me. You know what? You're if too nothing highbrow. is highbrow, then are you there, God's me, Margaret? That is for sure. That is for sure. Hits just keep coming. All right, Josh, what did you do? Look, I've been trying to buy a piano, and so... it is going to kill me i am so tired (laughs) um here's the thing josh is did you think about adopting a piano yeah that's what i'm working on yeah you should instead of getting the piano into the you know making the piano read the creed say the, the piano cannot speak for itself it is too young so, what if you adopt the piano, be able to speak, and it'll be called Jumanji Piano? I can't wait for um, Jin Grogu to get emancipated. <laughs> well, I think what's more realistic is <laughs> that Ray movie is going to be, and also spoilers for Chapter Twenty Four or the Return. Um, it, it, it's gonna be. He's gonna be on his deathbed. Bed. Just talking. And he's just gonna run, run off with Ray. Yeah, that's that's it's um that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, it's still. I I feel like it's gonna be. Oh yeah, we all were gone dealing with something else in the, another galaxy, and then we came back. It was over. I don't know what I'm ready to do anything with stories this week. I'm so tired. Oh, God, this may be the best piano I've ever seen in my life. Um, oh, no, you got I've it? Seen... You know? No, it's, boy, yeah, we got a long conversation to have us. 
Um, no, I didn't. I didn't do any Star Wars this week. I didn't get any Star Wars comic books or anything. Just you know, watched watched Mando with uh, Miss Columbo, which was okay. enough, I think. I mean, it was a big. You know, it was exciting. It was exciting. We had a great time. I have now watched it three times. How many? How many times have you watched it? Oh, Peter, what do you freaking think? <laughs> okay. I'm watching it for the uh, second time right now on silent. Well, so I not only I had did yard that, work but... to do, Pete. Okay, um, how shaming me? I mean, that's that's cool. <laughs> uh, yard work shaming me. I need to cool. push around gravel and mulch. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh. Ugh. Uh, your Ugnots do it. You know, uh, those Ugnots that you go get beers with. Mm, safe work podcast. Recast okay. Me. okay. Um, I actually, so I watched it. Tw- next week, the next week, Josh is going to be super chipper and it's going to be, I'll have been recast. I like, you should have said that during the, I guess, high repo. No, during the 2020 mm. boys one. Because then, you know, we'll. Uh, well, yeah, uh, yeah. I so I rewatched because um, I enjoyed the Mando Yanni stuff so much um, that I rewatched a couple of the I rewatched some of the episodes that drew the most emotion out of me for that for that relationship. So I rewatched um, season two, chapter twenty four, uh, chapter fourteen, tragedy, which is the. Mm-hmm. The Boba one, right? Yeah, yeah, the Boba episode. Um, and then I rewatched Chapter 15, Believer, um, which was the uh, Manfield episode. Um, and I, strangely enough, didn't watch Chapter 16, um, where it all comes to fruition. But just seeing everything that he goes through, uh, Mando, that is, mm-hmm. you know, the disgrace of having to take off his helmet that like conversation at the end of chapter 15 where he's like he means more to me than you'll ever know you think you have him but he will be mine soon enough um just the kind of like the interactions between Gideon and Mando have been so I I don't know I would say unbalanced right like um if you want to get into the episode we can um with that no, continue, no to elaborate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the 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 Gideon like Mando at this point has gone three seasons, right? We have season one yep. where he like beats him with the dark saber, I believe. Um, season one, cut... I don't know that they even lay eyes on each other. They have him, tra- you know, Gideon has him trapped in a bar, but Mando escapes mm-hmm. out the back. And then oh, he no, cuts his season one. He cuts he his Tie him... Fighter. Right. Yeah. yeah the Tie Fighter. But not with a he, not with a dark saber. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Because the dark um, saber is revealed at the end of the episode in season one. Yeah. Gideon cuts himself out with the dark saber. That's that's what it right. was. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. What is what did maybe I forget what Mando does to like basically decapitate the tie. Um, he cuts a wing fighter. off of it or something. Yeah, but I don't remember with what. Mm-hmm. In season two, there's the capture. There's the duel. Where mm-hmm. you know it's basically it's 
unbalanced if we're going to be perfectly honest because like um mando has that spear then he has his his armor and gideon literally has nothing and then mm-hmm. in like he's been in jail as a mando um mando and this is like a criticism that i've heard mando just like without a passcode kills all of his clones just randomly walks walks by them and murder them all which is fine but maybe um, you know with some help from r5 or something who knows yeah 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 and also like you know it's a lab so it's like he probably didn't think that people were going to be going after it since he's very very confident in himself so not it's not Chris that i particularly care about but like there's a lot of emotion there and you just don't get as much of it from that fight in um the last episode he's like this dude like mando's basically ruined this guy's life again and, and it doesn't i don't know it just didn't come up come across as much um that's a that's an interesting observation i could definitely see that read i to me i think gideon is if it's glass half full we'll call it an eternal optimist but i think truly is just like an eternal egotist and like doesn't to him it sucks that his clones are gone, but like he's got that suit of armor. I don't think that he sees a world in which he loses. And in large part, the world around him has proven that to him. I mean, this is the first time potentially, maybe, probably not, that he's actually lost. I mean, even in season two, he's captured, but what happens off screen? He's liberated. He never sees trial and he's freed and it seems pretty easy. I mean, it's so swift that it they've not even deigned to show us it happen you know so he's he's got that confidence and he's lived a life that has proven that confidence to be well placed because again even when he loses he wins he gets out in the end so i think coming up against mando like yeah his clones were jacked up but he's got this impenetrable suit of armor he's in his place of power in his little secret stronghold like i I just i just don't think that he is even entertaining the possibility that he's not going to come out on top. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I would, I would agree with that. Um, what do you think of his um, super suit? It, the helmet sometimes seemed like parts of it seemed fake, like CGI. I mean, in a mm-hmm. strange way, but like nothing about the suit, seemed like it needed to be CGI. But then particularly when he took the helmet off and he had the suit on, but there was no helmet on around his neck and stuff, it felt very visually loud, like the artifice of it. I don't know. Like, I mean, on paper, I enjoyed it. I'm sure there's some very cool concept art for it. But I wish it had maybe read as a little more practical. Yeah. I um, let's 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 go back to the beginning of the episode. So, um, Mando is being carried um, by two of the man of the stormtroopers with Beskar, and you know he takes them out. There's the scene where he's like, "What?" Getting choked out, and then mm-hmm. he immediately gets saved by a little young with the yes, yes, no, no stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Um, right here talk about the score 
that we've had this season. So he has that conversation, right? I need you to be brave. We need to, we need to stop running, right? Um, he says, I need you to be brave. We need to stop running. And then boom, it gets into the theme. Um, it just ramps everything up, you know, shows chapter 24, the return. Um, so this season, the score was done by Joseph Shirley, who's like, a, uh, for lack of a better term, an acolyte. Um, right. He seems, I mean, again, for lack of a better term. But it does seem like an understudy of sorts to Ludwig Göransson. Like he took over for him for Creed Three. He has additional score by credits on some of other Ludwig projects. He did the score for Buka de Bobo Fed, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I can't think of a specific like scene where I'm like, "This is you know Joseph putting his stamp on it." point because like when um there's the little yanni um running away from the praetorian guards you have the yanni theme the um mando theme plays when they're in atmosphere dropping down to the planet um was mm-hmm. like a was like a really impactful but i've just i've enjoyed his score the whole season like it's not something that i can this is a specific song that uh, i'm gonna but yeah, I, I thought he's been doing um, brilliant work this season. I haven't bumped up against his score in any way. Like I haven't been like, oh, this doesn't sound right, or this is this is throwing the vibe off. But it I, there, I think there were moments in this episode near the climax that it did jump out at me as being as being like particularly cool. But by and large, I have been a little underwhelmed by it and i think maybe part of that is like as you mentioned you don't have to reinvent the wheel here he doesn't have to put the stamp on it because ludwig has done such a good job of creating the vocabulary of the mandalorian but it's also like a huge part of the fact that we're talking about that vocabulary comes from the 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 fact that ludwig did rewrite all that like he didn't just do a john williams impression he he brought something all his own to mm-hmm. this world, and it it left a mark. I mean, I love Michael Chikino's score for Rogue One. I love it. It's so good. It's so good, and it's not it's not like a one for one, you know, John Williams ripoff or whatever. But he's playing in the same sort of ground that that John Williams lays out. Whereas Ludwig is on like a completely different playground in a, com- a completely different neighborhood. He's just you know. And I mean, so on the one hand, for Joseph Shirley to, to go too far afield of what Ludwig would have done would have been perhaps disingenuous to the show or something, and I and I get that. But it, I, it would have been cool to see him maybe extrapolate and take the vocabulary that Ludwig had established and, and elaborated on a little more or something like that. And uh, there's certainly season episodes this season where he, and maybe he did, um, and just kind of speaks to those episodes not being the strongest. Like I'm thinking episode 19, Kane episode. Um, mm. You know, there were, I mean, I'm sure there were some Coruscant themes from episode three or episode two. Um, I'm not like 100% familiar with, but it just didn't speak out. It didn't really draw me in. Or um, what? what's chapter, what, 22? Um which was the 
Pets. Uh, just playing it. With Liz and Jack, like, uh, it brought, like, drew me into it to be like, this is something that I'm going to have to come back to over and over again. And granted, you know, that's the score has to be good. The characters have to be good. You have to care and be connected to the scene itself. And there's a lot of that in this episode. Like, let's just get into um, the Axe Wovis of it all. So, um, is in the atmosphere using the jetpack, um, uh, just like a supercharged jetpack. Like, apparently, Mando's people, they got the jetpack that can't even, like, track a right. bird. But he can, yeah. he can get to yeah. the Yeah, Ms. Colombo mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at one point, and I actually really like that we had this discourse last week of, like, who are the spies? Is Mando gonna die? Basically, like at some point, is Max Wovis, who was like, "I really like money. I'm, you know, um, he took all of of Bo-Katan's stuff. Is he just gonna, you know, jump ship and run?" And then there's just a mm. really cool, a really cool scene of like, he gets to the ship. He's like, "She needs her help. All of you need to bail. All of you need to bail. I'm gonna be a decoy." And you just. Like, it's the Mandalorian theme, um, but it's sped up, and you get those, like, the really cool, like, um, very, basically the exact same thing as the um, Rebel Mandalorians and the Clone War Mandalorians, the way that they run, which is not how normal people run. They run, like, very methodically in their jetpacks, but um, I thought that was so cool. So I mean, that's why I watched it, you know, three times of just um, them ramping everything up in a desperate situation. And then it just so happens that we get to atmosphere battle again, um, which at the at the time, there was not going to be a tie battle, a tie versus the Mandalorian ships. I was bummed until, yeah, you know, we got the, the, yeah, fight. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, what, what'd you think about all of that? Oh, that was cool. I thought Axe doing his thing was cool. I assumed he was dead, but he wasn't, uh, which is fine. Um, I was, I was just happy that, I mean, again, last week, I think I mentioned like, man, I'd be cool with just like a cool big action set piece or whatever. And here, I mean, we got it in true classic Star Wars, George Lucas fashion, you know, you look at not necessarily New Hope, but, you know, Episode 1 or Return of the Jedi or Revenge of the Sith. And it's usually two or three action sequences at once editing between them. You know, in Phantom Menace, you have Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon versus Darth Maul. And you have Padme trying to take back the palace. And you have Anakin in the air trying to blow up the Trade Federation ship. Or in Return of the Jedi, it's... Luke versus Vader, and you have Lando and everybody taking on the Death Star in space, and you have Han and Leia and Chewie on the ground at Endor, and you're cutting back between the three and kind of heightening between the three. Like, you're building up three different towers towards a towards a peak there, and this was very much the same, where you have Mando and, and Gideon, or Mando and the Praetorian Guards, and then Bo-Katan and Gideon, and then the aerial battle, 
going on and was constantly kind of intercutting between the three. And it felt just very big and very Star Wars, despite the fact that it wasn't, you know, a big atmospheric battle and it wasn't a bunch of spaceships blasting at each other. But I don't know. I thought the, I mean, you and I, we've, we've seen rocket pack battles at this, by this point, surely in rebels and stuff like that. And definitely in clone wars in season five of clone wars. But to see it in live action uh, was super exciting, and it felt. I mean, the the it's in a cave. Pretty much all of this is in a cave, and I mean it's a big cave. It's not a huge cave. It's not the size of a Death Star, but it felt big. The stakes, this, well, the emotional stakes felt big. Certainly, I mean, this wasn't like a they have many Death Stars now, and they're gonna blow up everything. But it, you know, it felt big and exciting, and mm-hmm. I. Every time they were on one of the action sequences, I wanted to know what was going on in the other two. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. I mean, I've got it on right now, and it's the hardest uh, time I've had paying attention to whatever you're saying while rewatching a show in the background. Well, it's also that the rocket ship. Well, the the it does a good job of putting a lot of um, conflict and you know a lot of tension. When really it's a bloodbath because at the end of the episode, almost all of the Mandalorians survive. They show all of them, you know, mm-hmm. doing their high fives at, at the forge, and like none of literally they're just massacring all of those um, Beskar stormtroopers. Um, but it seems like there's a ton of fighting. Um, they don't show any of the you know Mandalorians going down, um, but they do like the armor, the like scene of her where she's like basically murdering people with a hammer very yeah. very cool um, still maintain she's up to no good um yeah that that uh as of not come to fruition no it did um, not no it did not <laughs> now that actually gets to a criticism because i've i i was i had no notes i was like this episode i everything i wanted very very happy the fact that like i thought mando was gonna die with the like star wars twitter discourse probably enhanced this episode more than it normally would. Mm. Um, but one of them is why was the last episode called Spies when it's yep. literally Spy? Yep. Um, Still wondering. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, Kane's, Kane's the only one. I mean, um, I guess the Cabal, the, the, the Shadow Council, I don't know. Are they supposed to be spies or is it supposed to be like well, if Gideon has Cain, then all these cronies probably have someone too. Plural. Mm-hmm. Are you supposed to extrapolate spies? I don't know. The Praetorian Guard scene. I don't know if you've gone to it yet in your rewatch. Oh, um, oh yeah. I'm at the fire now. At the fire. Oh, I did enjoy in the opening scene when Amanda gets fired on and then spraying him with the uh that like um spray the ig11 sprayed in season one episode oh yeah yeah yep. episode six or seven yeah. um Eight. you know it's just something that he saw so he's like oh i have to save you i have to save you um yeah i enjoy was... that they repeatedly have enemies use flamethrowers on mando so he gets lit on fire a bunch we repeatedly mm-hmm. see that that doesn't work 
then we repeatedly see that Gideon's armor is way better than Mando's armor. Then we see Man- Gideon get attacked by a bunch of fire, and we're supposed to expect him to be dead. Really? I think he's dead. No, no. Yeah. It's Star no, I... Wars, and he fell. And no one has ever died of falling. Um... Mr. obviously became Snoke. Um, <laughs> it's a good thing that we don't do a, a recap episode after this of like what do what do we think of this? Um, so that we can just leave those um, theories to die for a couple of years. Um, the moment where like Mando's getting his butt kicked by the Praetorian guards, he gets stabbed like in the neck, which kill him. Um. And then Yanni starts pressing no, no, no. That 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 scene really gutted me because at one point too, it's like he's gonna die, right? Logically, he's not gonna die, but just that scene backing up. They play a little bit of like their take on the score of the Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. uh, where they have that choir. Um, Duel chorus. of the Fates. Duel of the Fates. Yeah, it's like their mm-hmm. take on Duel of the Fates a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because they have a little uh, chorus in the back. Uh, really, really is emotional. You know, he's he's running, he's screaming no, and then Gideon is toying with him, like what shoots shoots his back or fires a missile at his back, and then um, like literally grabs him with with um, a rope. Um, I I not to say that I loved it, but it was it was no, it was really powerful one, though, and super yeah. intense. And you could feel Jenga Jumanji's love for his soon-to-be boy. Yeah. Um, adopt a kid that's older than him? <laughs> um, <laughs> like... Kid can't, can't, can't talk. You can't do that. He's older than you. Like... Not only, not only that, he, like... Um, Jinchamunji has a name that no, no, no other Mandos have. Like yeah. it's not Kree's Bokaton. Yeah, exactly. It's not Vizsla Paz. It's not Ren Sabine. No, um, yeah, which, you know, they say these he's... Mandalorians and their freaking bylaws and what they can and can't do. Freaking making it up as they go. Oh my gosh. That was. Well, I mean, other than you know the, the stupid name. Um, and then people are starting to call him that, Ding Grogu. Um, and by that I mean just um, uh, Grief Karga. Uh, it's like, I, I've, I've made this comment multiple times this season at the improvement in the animatronics for little Yanni. Um, his, his walking and running still is a little awkward, but I don't think it's going to change. And that's fine. Um, yeah. Like, it. <laughs> It looks ridiculous, but like I enjoy that character immensely, so I don't care that it looks like literally a stuffed animal jumping, like uh, moving step to step. Um, um. That part was was um, another impactful moment of you know him having this family, being adopted within within it. When he was uh, adopted, I turned to Miss Colombo and I said, "Pete's crying right now." 
I, you know what? I think I might have. Yes, you are correct. Um, I probably would it, have cried, but I was too busy thinking about you. Right for me. Um, but th- that's the thing. It's like the, 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 the Yanni Mando stuff. That's why I had to rewatch that stuff because it just, it's years in the making of the yeah. impact. Yeah. Right. It's, um, you know, all of them at the end of episode tw- uh, chapter 23 running away. You're like, what the hell? Where's Yanni? First thing he does is he runs to find him and save him. And then and for two, two and a half seasons, seasons, you know, now three seasons, running from things, being chased down. So standing up fighting. Um, that like end scene where everything is about to like explode and like they just keep shooting him, do a little force push. A little like a little clunky, but um you know it like when they have that when he does the force shield as like all the fire like Gideon. Gideon. Um, um i don't know it's 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 super impactful because he in that he falls asleep for the rest of the episode in chapter eight when he does that i believe mm-hmm. and he's still up and and moving which is um, continued he's you know stronger than he was to start the series Granted, you know, who knows how many years it's been. Um, he's received training, obviously. Um, it's just nice it all coming to fruition. Yeah, it all comes three years of just rewriting the game on what Star Wars is to a whole new generation have finally come to fruition and culminated in Dave Filoni on screen with his hat in canon. His hat is in canon. I didn't even think about that. Yep. Um, Huge. It does Weirdly, make sense. more of a Cad Bane hat than Maybe Dave Filoni that... hat. Yeah, but it's Dave in a hat, baby. It also explains why the New Republic sucked in Episode 7. Because all the... Geriatric patients... <laughs> 20 years after. After the fact. Because they look old there... They would be terrible soldiers. Absolutely horrendous soldiers going into episode seven, episode eight. So I like these nice little Hey, let's put these grandpas. And you know, these are the ones that are in charge of going after the outer rim. Um and the Imperial Remnants. Pete's never met a bridge he couldn't burn. There is there is Uh, no one so sacred that Pete can't say they look like crap and they're old. Hey, I actually think they look pretty good. But Carson Tiva, you were not making episode nine. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> um, unless somehow you. To, um, um, oh my gosh, what's that guy's. Matt Wexley. Yeah. You're... Oh. Carson Tiva, <laughs> it's, in a, it's in a thruple with a wedge. Instead... Um, okay. <laughs> so. Well. This is the ending. Like, if this is the series super satisfied but this is the ending i wanted for bad batch um not not that yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, i mean it's gonna um, um land has a clear like if they want to touch it they can you know have a season four and they're going to um yeah i, mean, I think I, I think you also i mean anybody that's been 
paying attention to Star Wars production the last couple of years, they're literally just going to take the Rangers of the New Republic show and then shove it into season four of The Man. Maybe. I mean, we have no inclination as to how far along they were in that show. Mm -hmm. But, like, like he's... Um, so is uh, Wolf. What's his name? Wolf. His character Trapper name? Wolf, Wolf. Something. Trapper Wolf. Trapper Wolf. Great name. Um, although I didn't see Deborah Chow in that last episode. No, I didn't the episode, either. She, she was. Um, but Trapper Wolf was not in chapter. Anyway, mm. um, but that you know that was a show that was. Supposed to be part of the Mandoverse. Um, I think Skeleton Crew is what. In terms of having like a show in the Mandoverse. I'm unclear mm-hmm. as to whether that is supposed to fold into all this or not, or if it's just supposed to be the same time period. It's it's definitely the same time period. I don't know if it's going to fold into. Well, I think it folds into the movie, right? Mando, Ahsoka, Skeleton Maybe. Crew. Maybe. I mean, what they're saying about Skeleton Crew is it's supposed to be like the suburbs or whatever. And then they get kind of sucked up into a larger adventure. But I don't know. know, They gotta, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta reel it in. They gotta reel it in a little bit. You know, not everything needs to fold into this movie. Yeah, okay. Alright, so the series follows four kids who end up on an adventure to make their way home after being lost in the galaxy following a discovery they make on their home planet. And it just says that Jude Law as a Jedi. Oh my god. That's going to be so awesome. Oh wow. Jude Law that's, as a Jedi. That's what, that. that's, what it's, that's what it says on the Wikipedia page. Um, hmm. What's the source on that? Um, let's see. Two variety. So hmm. probably I don't know. I think Variety you... reported on the Boba Fett movie coming from James Mangold, so. Yeah. And, um, you know, it sucks that they were wrong. I would have really loved that. That would have been <laughs> great. Um, okay. Yes, Green so... Grant saying the same thing. Unnamed Jedi. But so. Show me it from StarWars.com, you know? Yeah, according to. To quote Star Wars. Well, if it's on Wikipedia, I would I believe it. So let's go to Wikipedia real quick. This is I podcasting. Don't know if I believe it. I have a list of um, complaints um, that people have told me about this episode. Would you like to hear them? Or that would be would... perfect for me. Okay. So first one complaint is: What was the point? We're not going to talk. Wrong. And to that, I say. Wrong. Like little Yanni's clearly gonna write or he won't. No, that's it's actually a great complaint. Why even cram it in there? Like just show me a thing or don't. Or show it to me once, you know, and then just don't bring it. I don't know. I mean, you know, like, they'll do something with it. It'll pay off, but yeah. I'm I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's like, oh, you show it there, but then you're not complaining about the purgles. Although I don't know about the purgles, so that's fine. Uh, other complaint, no space. Uh, Wrong. That was, that was Everything was is happening in space. 
We're in space right now. Um, Everything happens in space. All battles are space battles. You are wrong and dumb. You don't have to. You enjoyed saying. Oh, sorry. Way you, too... who, who made this complaint? <laughs> who said this complaint again? Uh, 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 it's me. There's a fan. Um, yeah. Huh, all right, so Wikipedia doesn't have Jude Law as Jedi. It just has Jude Law as Jude Law, um, which does but, um, cast. All right, wait, cast, cast, cast. Okay. Cast. Um, yeah, it just has him as Jedi. How have we not gotten an email from Anchor, the free hosting site where we host our podcast, saying that we've been canceled and that they will no longer host our podcast. Uh, they How can't say are that they because they're still allowing us to be a thing. Um, I and Josh, I hate to tell you this because you're the one that's Is that it moved to punish Anchor. me. We are in the same podcasting network as the Joe Rogan Experience. Um, because this yeah, is owned by Spotify, yep. so we are a yep. hundred degrees um, of things. We'd have to probably on on the pod, and we still wouldn't get canceled because we're in, in this podverse as the Joe Rogan Experience. Oh, I don't mean morally canceled. I mean canceled for not being a good podcast, and know. for just muttering about Wikipedia entries about Jude Law. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh gideon clones um you know that was this is the payoff or after yanni this is what he did with pershing yep. and killed off pershing this was the big payoff and that was it um his forest clones i mean are we're are presumed to be dead maybe they survived but uh, they're probably dead um, when he you know famously tells the shadow council that he is not interested in cloning <laughs> so he's lying you know, um, there's something there perhaps mm-hmm. and you know if he was keeping that secret from the shadow council what else is he maybe keeping secret and, I don't know yeah well it's also a, a, a conversation in chapter that shadow council is being in charge again that would be trouble for us and I'm like, why would that be trouble for you all? Like, they they pretty much the keep pirates. the pirates. Oh, because they're going to start killing the pirates. Shaw. Uh, uh, pirates of the Caribbean guy. Okay, yeah. All right. Um, is the dark saber gone? I mean, I assume the crystal. Are you reading this from online? No, I have no. What is this? Oh, okay. I don't. Th- I mean, I think the crystal is still there, waiting to be claimed. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the the mechanisms are broken, but the crystal, I am sure, remains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like um, somebody. That's such a uh, a bad payoff to all of this fight over this dark saber and it just being gone. I would. I would. I disagree. You know, there's in chapter like what twenty three or twenty two. Mando's like, I don't give, I don't, I don't care. Um, the Darksaber can kick rocks. Care about your character. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm going to follow you. 
and then proceed to go right. on my adventure. Ooh. Well, yeah, we've seen where the Darksaber has gotten them all. Mm-hmm. You know, people can only be uh, tricked into failing for so many hundreds of years before the symbol of all that maybe falls away. Who do you um? Who do you think, man? Because you know they're they're like oh Grogu, Dang right. Grogu. That occurred to me as well. That occurred to me as well, and it is not going to be Jango Fett or Boba Fett because he didn't know who those people were. Um, I mean, if it was going to be a name character, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. There's a chance it could be I mean, it like could be... Sabine's brother or something, but they didn't well, seem to be know. affiliated with Death Watch or Knights of the Watch or Children of the Watch. Rather, we would have we would have been privy to them at that point when we knew those characters. So I don't know. Could have been pre Vizsla. I don't know. Could be Corky. Because then probably wouldn't know him. Oh God! Yes, Kevin Corgi. Yeah, that this thinking about that this sounds like a new character to me. His uh, his yeah, little sponsor. I, yeah, it sounds like a flashback, and uh, you know how much the show. Oh loves- yes, please, please. Oh, little yeah. Mandalorian as a kid. Oh yes, please. Yeah, it'll be like. No, I think oh, it could be like a character who shows up and he's like. No, nah, it could be it could be like a guy who shows up and he's all rough and and aged and old man Logany, or a woman, then, or. And let me uh, let me just throw this out here. A woman. It'd be pretty cool. Or non-binary person doesn't have to be an old man. But I, I think there's definitely, like, an opportunity for a new kind of, you know, a grizzled older character to come into the fold. Oh, yeah, I raise you, you little punk. I don't know. I, listen, listen I am looking forward to Ahsoka immensely. That comes out um, end of this Very year. Very excited. And not, then... not the not end, not end, my friend. August. August. So that's in August. And then I assume Bad Batch isn't going to be out this year. I hope not. I want, you know, I need a break. Um, this yeah, Division's my... revelation, I mean, I got to sit down. On, I've told you this on multiple pods. I got to sit down. I'm dying here. I think Acolyte, the Acolyte, Acolyte might be... Oh, no. Really, the Acolyte really might be, But I don't know. We know so little about it. It feels like if it were coming out this year, we would know more about it by now. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, pretty high notes to end, to end the season. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, look, I still, I still do think, on the whole, this is my least favorite season of The Mandalorian so far. Again, it's not, it's not a bad season. I didn't dislike it, but I liked season two and season one more. But this finale was, yeah, I mean, very high marks, A plus, for me, for sure. I think just the the thing I keep coming back to with this season is it feels like it kind of expanded outward at the expense of 
like it, it sacrificed momentum and like forward momentum to get like kind of wider. It felt very wide, but not necessarily very deep this season. We, you know, saw some new and exciting stuff and found you know, new and exciting catchphrases that the Mandalorians use. But we didn't necessarily get as many <laughs> potent moments with Mando and, and Grogu as we would have or with other characters because it felt like it was more world building going on. So the, the status quo that they set up at the end of this with him kind of working for the New Republic. Um, I don't know, like to me, I'm kind of, and I'm sure I've said the exact opposite thing on this podcast and you can find it, I'm sure. But right now, after this episode, I'm like, I'd be down with like two or three standalone episodes coming into Mandalorian season four. Kind of bouncy of the week episodes, bopping around the galaxy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that right now. Something a little sparser. Something that's a little more contained for a bit before we you know, blow up and make everything lead into this big Thrawn movie or whatever happens there. And I, I'm with you. I would like the Razor Crest to be back. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. Um, you know, like little Yanni can't just like be sleeping in that Naboo Starfighter all the time. And um, not to go back to Skeleton Crew, but that comes out this year. So... Yeah, right. Okay. I'm uh that's what that's what it looks like. And it's not a kid show. It's gonna lot have yeah. a lot of dark dark plot elements that should satiate uh, the adult audience members. Wait a phrase that's screenrant.com. Yeah, no, no good. No good. <laughs> well, when are they threatening the, to put skeleton crew out? Um summer to autumn. Hmm. Which it would make sense brutal. for them to have it either after. I mean, Ahsoka's only. Is Ahsoka 13 episodes? Or is that. I just assume uh, it was eight, but I don't know. The guy from TV like, on the radio is in Skeleton Crew? What the heck? TV on the radio, this is good yes. Podcasting. TV on the radio. Oh, that's a band. You would like, you would like TV on the radio. They're really good. Oh, uh, I think like I saw uh, the the guy. The one guy is um, he was in um, Shang Chi. He was the guy that was doing the blow by blow of. Uh, uh no, yeah, not even close. Beard. But oh. <laughs> not even a little bit. You are thinking of Zach Cherry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zach Cherry. He's he's in this band. I see him no, right there. The one with the beard. He is not. He's a comedian who is in Severance and Shang-Chi and Spider-Man. And he was on an episode of Enemy of the Show Doughboys. Oof. He oh is my not gosh. Doughboys. That was that was that was a dark time in the Poe Boys saga when you kept going after and functionally stalking the Doughboys. Um, strong word. Yeah, and it's not one that we would use for legal purposes. Um, all right, Josh, last word. Mm-hmm. Take it easy.